Hi there, I'm Neil Osborne, and welcome to our B2C podcast titled Spend Suasion, where I teach, coach, consult, and speak on the skill of persuasion in the hair, beauty, and body industries. Spend Suasion is the new way to help your clients spend more. My belief is that we can all be doing more with our existing clients. After all, we already have them. They like us, and generally, they're open to spending more. This podcast is designed to share with you what to say and when to say it. So in turn, you and your team can become more persuasive. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, welcome to this episode. I've got a real stimulator for you today, and it's called spend suasion. That's right, spend suasion. A play on words, and it's all about combining spending with persuasion. Spend suasion, the new way to help your clients spend more. Oh, I think you're going to like this one. So to start off with today, I need you to grab a piece of paper, and I want you to draw a big capital M right smack in the middle of the piece of paper. That's right. Grab a pen and draw a nice big M. And what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the client's comfort. And more importantly, what I've discovered is not only is there a way to suggest things and a way to be more persuasive, but there's also a perfect time to do so during the client's visit. So again, let's draw that big M on a piece of paper if you haven't already, or just maybe even in your mind if you're driving. And down the bottom of the page, we're going to put low comfort at the bottom of the two uprights of the M. Low comfort. And that means that any activity that happens at the bottom of the M indicates that the client's in a possible phase of discomfort or low comfort. When we get to the top of the M, those two big round peaks on the either side of the M, that at the top of the page, we're going to call that high comfort. And this is where the client is most open to suggestion, most open to recommendations. And we need to think about when the client cycles between these low points and the high points. The next thing I want you to be aware of is let's go to the bottom left-hand corner of the page and that low point where the M actually starts. And that's where the client enters the clinic. Then let's go over to the far right-hand side of the page where the M stroke comes down, and that's actually where they exit. So they're going to enter the clinic and they're going to go up one side of the M, down through the middle, and then around and then down the outside right-hand leg and exit the clinic. When they visit the clinic, the first thing they would normally do, a client arrives, is they would normally come to reception and check in. They would then normally take a seat and wait for the therapist that's going to be doing their treatment today. Now, what we know is that that client's arrived with some sort of thought process or some sort of frame of reference that she's walked into the clinic with. We hope it's positive, but it could be negative. It could be she's had a fight in the car park downstairs. It could have been she, well, went to the dress shop next door and tried on a dress and had a really bad sales experience. Or she could have actually stopped off at the shoe shop. Or, or, or. What we do know is that we actually don't know her frame of mind. Now, what I've discovered through lots of research is if we can actually get the client into a more positive frame as they enter the treatment room, we have a far greater chance of them accepting our recommendation. Here's your challenge. Your job is to get three yeses from the moment you say hello to the client to the moment they walk into the treatment room. You've got to get three yeses. And what I know is if I can help you get three yeses 
Research confirms that you have a 52% greater chance of the client accepting your recommendation. Why? Because we've skillfully shifted her frame to a slightly more positive space versus with her maybe walking in with a bit of a disgruntled attitude and maybe just taking us on. So we want to get away from that. So let me put it to you. What are the three simple questions that you could ask to ensure you get three positive answers, preferably yeses, before the client enters the treatment room? Have you worked it out yet? It's pretty straightforward and it goes like this. Hi, Jenny, is it? 10 o'clock appointment, is that right? Would you like to come through? Three super simple questions. And what we're doing is we're purposely using closed-ended questions, hunting for a yes. Now, by the way, a couple of little guidelines here. The yeses is not to be done by the person who greets the client when they first arrive in the clinic and ask them to take a seat. No. This exercise is reserved for the therapist who is going to be taking the client into the room and therefore conducting the consultation. So again, hi, Jenny, is it? Yes. Here for your 10 o'clock? Yes. Would you like to come through? Yes. Three simple yeses. Now, for those of you who practice this, what you'll notice is you'll notice something really interesting. When you get to the treatment room and actually turn around and look at the client, she'll actually have a slight smile on her face. She'll be in a slightly more positive space and be far more willing to discuss potential opportunities for other treatments. So I challenge you, practice this. All of the girls who do report back to me that they notice a very significant shift in their client experience. Now, by the way, you're already standing there going, okay, what happens if I know the client? Well, that's possible because, you know, every example I give you is always going to be from a new client's perspective. Because by the way, at some point, everybody was a new client. However, if they're an existing client or more importantly, someone you know, and you would feel uncomfortable walking out going, hi, Jenny, is it? Because you know Jenny's name. You need to ask a question that you already know the answer to, and the answer is going to be yes. So how could we rephrase that? How could we help you develop a couple of different questions? Very simple. Firstly, if your clinic doesn't see outside, if you're in a shopping center, a really good one to say is, oh, is it still sunny outside? Yep. You, by the way, know it's sunny. Um, By the way, the other one could be, oh, by the way, is it still raining outside? Full well knowing that it's still raining. You don't want to ask questions that produce a negative response. You want to ask questions that produce a positive response. And also those questions need to be preferably closed-ended questions, short, courteous, polite questions that yield a yes. Remember, we practice these and we fine-tune our skills in this space. And we can get up to a 50% greater acceptance at the consultation point once we have the client in the room. So now we enter the treatment room and we start to move up up that M to that first corner, that first top where the M curls around. And this is where we do our consultation. Now, by the way, consultations today, as you know, needs to be question-based. Might go something like, hi, Jenny, what's brought you here today? Can I help me understand what is it about today? The greatest thing that you can hunt for during the early stage of your consultation is a time frame. Hunting for the time frame gives you something incredibly valuable, and that is a deadline to work towards. This will help you with your recommendation. This will help you with designing the number of treatments required. 
This will help you ultimately deliver to the client the best possible result within the time frame that they're looking for. So now we start to move down to the middle of the M. And if your M's like my M, the middle of the M is not at the lowest point, but just above it, because they're going to experience their treatment at this part of our comfort curve. And this is where we do our treatment. And well, some of the treatments we do, as you know, has a little bit of discomfort with it from time to time. And maybe or maybe not, but even just maybe the discomfort of actually derobing could be enough to actually bring that client down into a slightly more vulnerable space. So this is where we do our treatment. Then we start to move back up again to another high point, which is the second and final high point of our M. Now, by the way, this is the post-treatment space. This is where the client starts to feel that what you promised and what you spoke about is actually starting to come to realization. And this is the time where we need to harvest the seeds that were planted back at the consultation. This is where we need to start to talk beyond today's treatment into where we're going to actually be taking the client on the following number of treatments. And then we start to move down the final leg of the M and head rapidly towards the client's departure and more importantly, a very low point of comfort. And the low point of comfort occurs when the client steps out of the treatment room. Because by the way, what actually happens at that point? Do you think she's still present? Do you think she's still in the clinic? I don't think so. I tend to observe that by then the client's normally got out their phone normally starting to look at their diary, maybe looked at what the time is, maybe starting to panic about the time. See, mentally they've already left. So outside of the treatment room is not the time to endeavor to reach agreement on what you've recommended. So let's cycle back up a little bit and get above when the client leaves the room. What I want you to do is I want you from today forward to concentrate on getting complete agreement on everything in the treatment room while your client's still in that personal and private space, you will find you get much greater agreement. Leaving it to reception, the client's already left. I mean, most clients want to hit reception with the credit card waving and keep on going. That is not the time to try to talk about retail. That is not the time to try to talk about add-on treatments. You need to do it inside the room. If you found this episode thought-provoking, jump over to my website, thesalescatalyst.com.au, And you'll see that there's the Spend, Swage, and M right on our homepage. Download the chart and think back to some of the points that we've discussed here today and how it may help you become a lot more persuasive during your next client's visit. I look forward to talking to you next time. Until then, have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of our Spend, Swage, and podcast. If you like what you've heard, feel free to duck over to our website where you can learn more or even join in to one of our special Spensuasion webinars, where both you and your staff can learn more persuasive skills. Until our next episode, visit me at thesalescatalyst.com.au.